Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 112. I am Josh Roop. With me, my co-captain, as always. Scott Larson. And Scott, it, rumors are dropping. Man. Games are being released. It's like fireworks. Good. Crime. And if you want that sweet, sweet game, who are you going to be calling? Well, uh, flipping out pinball. And let me tell you what I did. I actually bought five Insider Connected kits. Dang. And I put them in. I, I well, actually Iron Maiden already had one. I put one in um, Infinity Quest. I put one in Jurassic Park. Uh, I put one in Deadpool, and I put one in Led Zeppelin. And I immediately got the uh, the GC on Led Zeppelin. Uh, I'm not saying it was because of that, but it's pretty much. I think I put some Zach Mini into the game. Nice. So of course I got it basically on my first ball, and then the last next two balls I totally drained. But yeah, yeah, you know, we we won't really talk about that. I I don't blame you. But absolutely, uh, Zach and Nicole, they've always been good for us. So uh, reach out to them, flipping out pinball. I love their honesty. Uh, yep. I helped a friend get a Godzilla premium from this, them this week. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, here's the situation. We do have one, but there's a hole in the box. And we understand if you do not want that. And mm-hmm. the family's like, we want it. <laughs> yeah. He says, there's no damage to the game, but I just wanted to let you know. And and that's fair because, you know, it's... You know how easy he could have just shipped that out and then it could have got to the homeowner mm-hmm. and he could have just claimed, oh, it must have got damaged in transit, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And you know what? Good. He was upfront and honest about it. And that yep. I think that creates less problems and that is a lot of transparency you want in a company. No nonsense. No nonsense. Well, cool. Speaking of releases, I think the biggest news we have this week out of everything that's starting to swell is Centaur 2.0 or Revisited as they're yep. branding it. Resurrected. From Haggis, Resurrected. Resurrected from Haggis Pinball. They totally should have used that. They should have. Like, why should you? Like, and come on. Centaur, the dude looks like he's some some beast from hell. Yes. And no, he, I totally agree. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. What are you thinking release wise of this game do you let's let's talk about the actual game itself before we get into any of the haggis shenanigans yeah do you think centaur is a smart game to to revisit it's a well-respected game i would argue though it's probably more known for the art package than the gameplay i would agree because it's it's very limited in production as well right but it and it certainly looks cool, and I do like that they went with more of that retro feel. Yeah. Uh, it kind of looks like a Pulp Fiction cabinet. Yep, no, I agree. And so I I do like that. Man, I will say the the price point they're shooting for. Wow, you have to be a big fan of this game. Yeah, uh, and and that's the challenge is that it's it's super expensive. The Australian dollar on it's fifteen thousand for the base model, and yeah. then twenty five thousand. This is yeah. Australian for the Oblivion model. Yeah. But no, I agree. I, I think the art is very classic. It's very unique. You don't mm-hmm. see this on almost any other pinball machine. I'm not just talking just about the black and white. I'm talking about the actual art package itself. It's well. Let Let's also point out something. This is interesting because it does have. It does have an attractive woman on there, yes. but it's not the it's not the objectified version, which you no, see agree, so yeah. much from this version in pinball. Yeah. I mean, I would say both the centaur and the you know and the woman in the back glass they they look like they're both really tough. Yeah, 
and which is is totally unique for this for this era of pinball. And so I do appreciate that. Yeah. I like if you've never played Santar I don't know if Pinball Arcade I guess they still don't have it cuz it's a it's a ballet game. I know I still have it on my phone cuz I bought it before they lost the license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very unique play rule set. And what's even more unique is you can work on earning adding more balls into your multi-ball. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a risk reward in cashing out and getting more, you know, four three times, four times, whatnot. And the shots are intriguing because there's that left, like you know how in Godzilla it goes behind the flipper, it's got that little cove that goes around the backside of the flipper. Mm-hmm. That's similar on Centaur, but when it comes out the other end, it has a cap a captive ball. And you can hit that, and it goes up through some drop, inline drop targets. It's very unique in its play. It's very brutal. It's, it is not a forgiving game. No. Uh, yeah. Well, most of these games from this era are. I mean, they're they're known for just being coin coin takers. Oh yeah. I I'm excited to see this because, like I said, the production's low. Uh, it's a very uh, sought after game. But like you said, I think the biggest hurdle on this one is the money but to counteract that they went i feel like they went with less of a run right there's only 250 of the rebellion model is that what it is yeah. i can't remember yeah. and then the oblivion's only 50 so 300 units total yeah i mean we talk about supply and demand on the show all the time if you definitely want to up your price you lower your supply right because there are people who are collectors and they want that thing that no one else can have Yep, and this is definitely going to make it to where people aren't going to be able to uh, obtain it. We've also talked about the economy of pinball and the economy in general taking a dip. Do you think? Do you think Haggis sells out? Because these haven't officially started selling. They sell start this Wednesday, actually, at like eleven in the morning. I don't know if that's it's probably their time, so it's probably like five o'clock our time mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't. Know. I. The high end will okay. for fi- for fifty. You, you're you are going to get. There are at least fifty whale collectors out there, and and that's a gambling term. They the, the whales are the the big fish that the casinos are all trying to get. And I know I know whales not a fish, but you ever watched James Bond's Casino Royale? Yep, yep. All the whales are sitting there, you know. Yeah, so that. So at such a limited number, you are going to get buy-in from these collectors. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely taking it to a more exclusive club. I'm not sure about the entire run, though. I So I think the, the high ends, yes. The entire run, maybe yeah. you are also competing with Godzilla Premium. You're competing with Jurassic Park Premium. You're and you're con- you're competing against Foo Fighters. All these games. So whether or not you can actually command that price, you have to make sure that the collector wants to secure that spot in in his or her lineup. Yeah. And I think you want. Know I I agree with you on the fifty. Do you think that the colorization of the playfield will be a do you think it'll be a perk or do you think it'll actually be a hurdle? Because it's so iconic with the black yeah. and white. I thought it was very interesting to decide to go with color on that limited 50, which truly makes it stand out as a limited edition because 
you're never going to see that anywhere else in in 50 games i mean that's that's nothing for the world you know what i'm saying that's that's tiny bit i i, I it's hard to tell because anytime you put color in you are at risk of of what's the what's the comment that people always make when people throw in just like a bunch of LEDs into the game? Uh, it's, like, it's like clown puke or whatever. Clown vomit, yeah. yeah. So as but it looks like from when I'm looking at it that it looks more subdued. Yeah. So this doesn't feel like a there is that tipping point where it looks like it looks like a casino game. I mean, cause the casino games are drenched in rainbow color. Just every, every color they're, they're just trying to scream for your attention. This seems a little more subdued just on the pictures that they're giving anyway. Yeah. So I think it's going to be fine. I, I don't think it actually detracts that much. The back glass is still that classic, you know, it's mostly black and white. Yeah, there's a few color in there, but yeah, I, I don't see this as being much of an issue because it does look like retro colors. Yeah, I agree. I think they've done very well with it. I think the actual mm-hmm. product of the game is very nice. I I, I do have a hard time. I, I think they said translated. Don't quote me on this. Don't be calling flipping out because they are the exclusive U.S. dealer for this game. I heard that the U.S. dollar was twelve thousand for the base model and fifteen for the limited. Mm-hmm. So it's not too far out of the park where pinball prices are at right now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that lines up with a JJP. Yeah, and there we played Fathom Mermaid. Yeah, it was great. It, it was amazing. felt solid. It felt uh, it, it felt the like was just, amazing. Yeah, it like that one felt like it was resurrected from a previous oh, yeah. version of itself, like a Phoenix Rising. Well, what's amazing is if you've ever played these older games, you can always tell that they're definitely used, right? Like they're sluggish. Yep. There's a lot of floatiness to it. Mermaid did have a little bit of that floatiness, but the flippers but, felt amazing and traditional. And I would say the floaty great. felt era appropriate, like era appropriate. Absolutely. So it didn't feel like a, you know, it is interesting though. I did message, uh, you and and the triple drain guys we talk a lot in the background and i went and played my friend's medieval madness royal edition yeah and i've played it before but there is something that feels slightly different about that version of the game versus my version and i have the i have the standard version i'm pretty sure it was made in the stern factory yeah and it feels very much, uh, much. It feels very similar to a Stern game. Now, I, I don't notice much of a difference with, with Attack from Mars because that was definitely made in a CGC factory. But for some reason, just maybe what I'm used to with mine, it feels different. And so I don't know if anyone else has had that situation. But with this remake, I mean, if you are a Centaur fan, you're going to buy it. Definitely. No, I agree. Overall, I I don't know. I'm happy for anyone that is getting this game. I think you've got a, a solid game on your hands. I don't go reading through every comment on the forum, but everyone that has received their Haggis game, whether it be Celts or Fathom, mm-hmm. has been very happy with it. I haven't heard of any issues across the board, mm-hmm. and they're built like a tank. Like They are not 
I mean, with that that nice plastic coating on top, it protects your play field. It, and it's not like a pl- plastic play field protector. It's something it feels like a play mm-hmm. field without ruining the play field. Right. So just you're getting a good quality product. I think this is a smart move by Haggis to keep the numbers down. Right. I am a little nervous just because if you remember when Fathom was released, uh, they gave it like two weeks or something like that to sell out. Yeah. And, and it seemed like they're at the tail end. Dealers bought out the rest to kind of sell out that run. Right. And that was at a cheaper price point than what we have at Centaur. So I'm, I'm going to be interested, especially with just Zach being the dealer for America, if, if they'll sell out like they did before. Uh, time will tell. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, Haggis will keep us updated as things progress on Wednesday. So, uh, I got to mention one thing though before we get okay. off this topic. I, I love you guys. I love you, Haggis. Uh, I, I really respect Martin. Guys, that song. <laughs> I've been making fun of it for like three days now, four days now. And I don't think it's the song itself. Like you can definitely tell is very inspired by Rammstein. But the lyrics, oh my goodness, we have been yelling half man at each other at my household. And people have just been randomly messaging me half machine. It's like, hey, that's great. It's like, it's like Lion Man, Lion Man. It's, it's like you typed into chat GPT what lyrics you wanted for a Rammstein song and it, and that's what it gave you. Who's to say that's not what they did. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's rough. The lyrics are rough. It, <laughs> it takes me out of the experience. That, okay, that's what, what do you think it should sound like? That's my question. I, you know what? And honestly, I got to think about the Rammstein feels probably correct for Centaur. Okay. It's the lyrics. It's the lyrics that get me. Cause the funny part is, is, I was listening to this super quiet. It was 4th of July night. We mm-hmm. all got in bed because they just revealed it on fourth, the 4th of July Independence Day for America. And I had it so quiet. I'm like, is that Rammstein? And as I'm w- watching the video, and all of a sudden I heard like half ma- man. And I'm like, what was that? And But the problem was is like I'm in bed. The kids are asleep. I don't want to be blaring music. So I was like, I'll just listen to it in the morning. And then we all got on our chats and we're just <laughs> listening to the song together. And it was just... Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Keep the, why even put lyrics to it? Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably where they would, they should retool it is just have it, uh, you know, kind of that, that, that thrash metal type you, vibe. Yeah. Did you order the song off a of wish? Like where did, <laughs> who wrote the lyrics to this? Well, maybe they ordered it from the, the Rammstein wish site, but it you maybe. Know, doesn't always come out the way you think. Maybe they gave a sandwich to the same guy that was supposed to do the USB stuff for home. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are going to get into that. Yeah. But, yeah. But so, overall, okay. For Haggis and their reveal and everything. They, I they're going to, like, they're going to retool that. There's no way that's going to be the, the end, but Hey, we, it was memorable. What that seems to be the new meta, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've got this now. <laughs> Space hunt. What was some of the other ones we were talking about? This, this, it's come out just this year. Like all the songs for some odd reason have just been really rough for yeah. reveals, like Galactic Tank Force. Like the music's well, uh, I okay, not everybody can reveal to uh, Welcome to the Jungle. 
True. So. Oh, that brings up the, the slash Godfather theme. Like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of people like, oh, that's just a little, a little too much. And it's just, it's just funny because I don't feel like anyone this this year has released a pinball machine and they've been like, you know what? The music has been so spot on. Mm-hmm. Nailed and, it. And with Foo Fighters, it's their music. So yeah, how do you like? Yeah. If you have a music pin, I mean, there's a reason why you're making a music pin because their music is iconic. So correct. Yeah. And, and, and if you're Scott Denisi, I mean, yeah, you know, no one only goes like, why did he put that in this? They they usually buy Final Resistance because of mm-hmm. this music, right? So just yeah, hopefully it gets retooled. And then that was the thing. By the end of the the trailer, the second or third time I watched, it, I'm like, "Are they going to put this song in Centaur?" Maybe. I just don't feel like it'd be era appropriate. And granted, it won't be in the it won't be in the original code, right? The mm-hmm. original code is going to strive as much as possible to make it feel right, feel like pretty much like Fathom, where Correct. you have the updated code and the original code, Correct. the uh, the OG, the OEM. Yeah. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. <laughs> just next time, next person that reveals a game, please. Just I don't run, know. Just run it by Josh. Just just don't even do lyrics. Thinks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Speaking of home pin, let's move on to some home pin magic because I've got mm-hmm. plenty in my pocket. I don't okay. know about you. To start with, now, Josh, will get into this. You just got back from the Pinball Hall of Fame. So- Correct. So Mike from Home Pen has said all the people who are complaining about his game, his games are the ones who haven't played it. And it's according to him, they're just trying to it's kind of like hating Nickelback. It's like kind of. Well, I you hate Nickel. Yeah, the the cool kids hate Nickelback. So they should. So that's kind of the assertion that if you don't like this, you're just piling on to get your, his words, 15 minutes of fame. Not sure you're getting much fame off that, but you actually played these two games. So give me the skinny. Sorry. So I'm going to refer to you. So Aussie pinball podcast, Dr. John, friend of the show. Dr. John. He did an interview with Mike from home pin. I don't even know if his last name, it's always just Mike from home pin. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and like you stated, I think his first name is magic. I, I'm going to bring up some stuff from the interview first because I know that like it's been talked about, but there's some things that have not been talked about this interview because it was just dripping with so much information. I don't know what you want to call it, but like you said, for someone to, they, Mike feels picked on because mm-hmm. jumping on the bandwagon to hate his games is so you can only get your 15 minutes of fame. Like it, you brought up, way, his, his last name is Kalinowski. Oh, good to know, Kalinowski, Mike Kalinowski. I agree with you. It is simple, similar to hating Nickelback, which I am not a fan of Nickelback. But that's the thing. Nickelback okay, has multi... Okay, they sold like 16 million albums. Exactly. Somebody bought them. <laughs> Nickelback's a multi-platinum... <laughs> it, it's, it's like when Machine Gun Kelly wanted to become famous. He dissed Eminem so much that Eminem felt, felt like he finally had to reply. And he got the publicity of Eminem dissing him. Right. Right? Like... I don't feel like anyone, even in the pinball industry, attacks home pin for the fame. Well, let me bring up some numbers. Could I, I took some numbers down for you. Okay. Guess how many Stern followers. This is just Facebook. Facebook alone. How many followers do they have? Um, 
Okay, this is me just shooting from the hip. Okay. I'm going to give you a range. I would say between 10 and 20,000. Okay. Stern maybe, pinball, maybe even north of that. Stern Pinball, 80,000 okay. followers. Yeah. Okay. Or sorry, not 80, 800,000 followers. I apologize. Okay. 800,000. Just okay. shy of a million. million. We're... Yeah. Okay. That, and that's for a very niche product, which Pinball is still yes. niche. That's a very respectable number. JJP's in second, mm -hmm. 43,000. That's still pretty respectable, right? Yeah. That's okay. But now compare Now you said, how much did you say for Stern? 800,000. 800,000. Yes. Let, let that soak in. 800,000. And the next closest is JJP with 43,000. Which is 120th. Yeah. It, it's, which it's is five, probably, 5%. it's probably comparable to the market share. To yeah. be frank, yeah, spooky. Who's been yeah. around for more than a decade? Thirty, twelve thousand, twelve thousand. Okay, still respectable. Okay, American Pinball. They've been around for about five, six years now. I'm guessing five. I, I think 2017 was the inception. Okay, but still five, five thousand, seven thousand. Okay, all right. Haggis. So Mike from Home Pin accused Haggis of yeah. stealing the plastic protector for the play field. Right. Guess how many followers they have? 2,000. And this was before Cent Centaur. Okay, 2,000. 4,000. Okay, all right. These are still respectable it's, numbers, it's, right? It's still respectable numbers. Like, we're not dissing on any of that. Exactly. Especially with, we're going kind of like chronologically, these these companies yeah. haven't been out as long. Homepin has been out longer than Haggis. Do you know how many followers they have? Well, okay. Homepin they do not sell to unnamed country. Okay. Oh yeah. It's company. The, it, it's the U S by the company X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z or a uh, country X, Y, Z. Yeah. So they have zero presence in the United States. Yes. So we're going to take all of that out of the equation. Yeah. Let's assume that there are still, I mean, Facebook is still used internationally. Yep. But Given that you're showing this precipitous drop, I'm going to just throw out a number that may be 800. You're close. Okay. Just, just shy over a thousand. Okay. So how many games have they made? Like, I'm not talking titles. I'm talking about how many games have they made? They've made three plus whatever Porsche. They, I think they've roughly made five. Okay. And technically, only two are available publicly. Sure. But how many total games have they made? Oh. Any wrong. idea on that? Not a because clue. On the, on the interview, he even talked about they can do two play fields a day. Something like is that, that. Is that what I heard? Something like that. So if it's two play fields a day, let's just say 20 work days. So the maximum production they can make is 40 a month. Yeah. Right? Something like that, yeah. So let's just assume that they're making, they're cranking these suckers out nonstop. Like in a year, you're making, there, there's no way they're making, uh, you know, they can't be, that, that, that's not even possible. Like there's no chance there's more than 300 of these games worldwide. I no agree. chance. So my point being is, if Loser Kid Pinball Podcast yeah. wants their 15 minutes of fame, yeah. we're not going to go after a company. It's not a target. 
less <laughs> followers, yeah. then we get we get more than double the listens per episode. Like yeah. I'm not <laughs> it makes no sense for me to target your company whether I like it or not because I'm going to get famous off of it. Like that is such a arrogant little well comment. It's, yeah. It's mm. narcissistic. Like yeah. This guy alone, like this whole interview just it got under my skin. Mm -hmm. Like dude, you suck at pinball. You suck at making it. You suck at producing it. And you sit there and you go off about America being you don't even say America because we shall not be named. Hey, by the way, he had according to him, there were four people. Count them four. Yeah. Okay. How many live in the United States? I, Isn't it like 370 million? That's what I was gonna say, like 330 million. Okay, by the way, if you look at if you look at any medical reviews out there, by the way, yeah. so any, uh, so my company, like uh, we, we actually are one of the biggest anesthesia providers in Utah and we do easily 500 cases a day, just, just across the system. Okay. Yeah. And the total amount of reviews we have on Google are like 15 and they're all yeah. from people who were ticked off for some reason or another. Yeah. Well, so you're it's not representative of the whole thing. So if you're talking exactly. four people um, with PayPal that you felt gamed the system and left a bad taste in your mouth, I, I that is such a weird uh, cross section of you know. Okay, well, four people in the entire United States. That's not representative of what's going on. And if you yeah. want to nuke an entire country, and by the way, the one of the biggest economies on the on the planet. Yeah. Like, is that, is that really because some, you had a couple of pinball economy, like absolutely hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's pinball made Josh? Where, where Chicago, is it? Chicago, Illinois, oh, Chicago, where's Chicago yeah. is the US. smack dab in the middle of the United States. Yeah. Somewhere right there. A little North of middle, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> and so it's, it seems so, his attitude seems so bizarre. I mean, it really felt like he, there were so many things about his attitude that rubbed me the wrong way. Mike has said that he is not interested in score. He said the whole point of pinball, or at least for his, the way he approaches it is I just want to have a game that I can, you know, drink with my buddies and bang it around. Yeah. And that's, that's really his, his attitude. It's like, I don't care if, if, um, Someone gets like a hundred points more than me or whatever. It's like, that's not the point. Well, okay. If it's not the point, why even have any rules? Yeah. Why have any scoring whatsoever? Yeah. Because if score doesn't matter, then why would you even worry about it? I agree. And coming out and saying that, look, all the people who know about pinball, this isn't for you. Yeah, that says, OK, imagine a car company coming out and saying, you know, all the people who know how to drive cars, this car isn't for you. Yeah. And the bottom line is because you it doesn't hold up in comparison. It's still roughly the same price as a fully functional game. 
And you're, you're basically saying that I am offering you a product that is not that good. It's, it, 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 it boggles my mind that like that. So who is your market? Like the, the naive guy, guy or girl who wants to have that cave, the, the game room that knows nothing other than theme. Yep. Like that, that's obviously the only market that he's catering to. The only market. And it just, this, this whole interview is just from top to bottom. Like John did a great job. He was very yep, composed. Good. Holy crap. Like I just, I, I don't, I don't get this man. I don't get how you could uproot your life like majorly twice to make this product and not like you, you're banking your whole life on this product and you're marketing it totally opposite. Mike, I've got, if this doesn't work out, I've got a couple options for you. A ham company specifically for Jewish people. Oh my gosh. An ice cream company for Eskimos. <laughs> Ooh, an alcohol company for members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, How yeah, about that? Yeah, That's yeah. a good one, right? For Yeah, for teetotalers. Alcohol yes. for teetotalers. Yeah. Yes. And if none of those work out, you know what? It just wasn't for them. It was, you know. Maybe he can go into hovercrafts with Andrew Highway. Oh, maybe. Just why? Like, just why? You know what? Mike, you are welcome. You're getting your 15 minutes from, of fame from us because this is probably the last time I want to even do Okay, but you – now, okay, we're, we're putting the cart before the horse though. You played both of these games at the Pinball Hall of Fame. Yeah. So tell me. How was it? Okay. Uh, I played Spinal Tap first. Okay. It's exactly what he said. It feels like a game made for people that just want to flip around, bang the, bang the ball around and have a beer with the buddy. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about score. Honestly, I couldn't drain if I wanted to try. It's very much, he, he's still stuck in like the 70s. So even though the layout's modern, you've got ramps. You got orbits and spinners and scoops. It still felt floaty and just weak like an EM. Right. And the other part that really sucked, and maybe this is because it's on location, I don't know. You've got a left ramp, and the way that it's pitched is you get like two-thirds through that ramp. And if it still doesn't have enough juice, it still comes back through that ramp at you. It's like a J-pop ramp. Yes, it's like a J-pop ramp. But the funny part is it's not even like, you know, J-pop ramps. They are like tilted to the to the glass. Yeah, or, or like the George Gomez, like the, um, I can't remember, with the left shot on Monster Bash yeah. where you hit it. It's not steep, but it's long. And so if you don't strike it, it's not going to make it all the way up because the the habit trail is so long. Exactly. That is a perfect example. That's how it feels. You shoot that shot. You watch it go up around the corner and hope it comes around the other corner. And if it doesn't, it trickles back at you. Like I said, Dri that could dribbles be back. dribbles back. Yeah. Dribbles. That could be a flipper issue. The flippers mm -hmm. felt weak. Yeah. They just, they felt like mush. Uh, it felt like a, it shot fine. Like the layout mm -hmm. shot. I don't know. Okay, like, define fine. Was that fun? It was very boring to me. Okay. It just, Wait. I didn't feel any energy. I didn't feel any moments. The problem is you're playing a game mm -hmm. where 
none of the scenes from the movie have anything to do with the gameplay. Right. And there's there's seriously only two, three seconds long. Because mm-hmm. you know when you're watching a movie, all you want is two, three seconds, right? Like well, when you're playing a pinball machine. Okay, other machines have integrated movie assets. Yeah. Like Star Trek. So, I love, even though it's pulled directly from the movie, yeah. I love that those modes are constantly spitting out lines from the same like when you're playing whether yeah. Spock and, and Captain Kirk are trying to run and jump off the cliff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's just spouting out those lines. It's it's fantastic. This is just randomly and it has nothing to do with the mode, right? Like there was like banana mode and you had to shoot to like unpeel the banana. But why even have a mode? It's, okay. All right. Uh, the scoop was how you started the modes, which is on the far left, similar to like a whirlwind. Like every one, every game. Yeah. You know, it granted the layout, like I said, it was very reminiscent of the nineties Bally Williams. You've got a pop nest in the top, sure. right? The thing that confused the crap out of me is the, the skill shot, right? Mm-hmm. You pull it back and it looks kind of like, you know how Willy Wonka, you kind of have to get up in between a spot. And if, if you over plunge, it goes up around the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of Poutlar games are like that, where you have to just hit the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. This one, I, I was trying to do that because I was like, oh, I've got to hit the sweet spot. I missed the first time. And the second time, I just didn't care. And so I just full plunged. And then I realized, oh, if you full plunge every time, it just gives you the skill shot. Because, you know, that's skillful, right? Because skill. it actually shot it through that hole and then up through the rollovers. And it's yeah. like, skill shot. And I'm like, for what? I did nothing besides pull back as hard as I want to. And my four-year-old can do that. That's like, probably the skill level he's shooting for. I'm actually I, surprised he has a plunger and not just like a, a button launcher. And you know what? Overall, if you're looking for... this is This is how it felt overall to me. It felt like if Zizzle got the go-ahead to make a full-size machine. If you want a Zizzle for the price of a stern. If you want a Zizzle, just wait for Harry Potter. Good criminy. It just, like I said, overall, it's not the worst game I've ever played. Okay. Uh, but it's it not something rough. you want to buy. No, yeah. not even close. I feel bad to the people that this was their dream theme. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it feels like the kid that procrastinated his homework uh, yeah. project up until the last point, and then was like, "Here you go." And the teacher was like, "This isn't even like a coherent statement." Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's a little mean to say because the layout does seem fine. Right. It's better than Thunderbirds. Holy crap! Which? Yeah. Okay. Why? Why shoot this in a ramp? How many times is international rescue like 20, 25? Here's the funny thing about that. In the interview, they asked about it and he said they basically it was the night before that they said, oh, we have these lights back here. We don't really have anything programmed. Okay. Why is that not in your planning sessions? Like it, it, that seems very odd that I mean, I can understand them not having a good idea for it, but saying, hey, we had all these lights here and we had no clue on what we were going to do with that. Yeah. So, so that seems so bizarre that there wasn't some. So I, that's like a, a planning session you have in the first month of the game. It, it's not when you're about to ship it out the door. Why? Well, 
why even put it in then? Like, if you're like, oh, we don't know what this is going to do. And here's the thing about here's the thing about Thunderbirds is that center ramp is so close to those flippers. It's mm-hmm. like, where else do I shoot? Because that ramp is right there. Mm-hmm. It just it boggles my mind. Okay, you know, I said this isn't the worst game I have ever played. This would you put another dollar in it though? No, I didn't even finish either game. That's Ooh. the problem though, is like by my second ball on spinal tap, I already earned two extra balls and yeah. w- still just hitting the ball around because that's, you know, hit the ball around and have a beer with the buddies. Right. And so I finally walked away from it because I just was so uninterested in the game. Right. It just, and I wanted to like it. I enjoy this is spinal tap. I think that is yeah. a great game or a great movie. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds and spinal tap. May not be the worst game I've ever played, but I'm comparing it to games that have been around for 40, 50, multiple years. This, These two games are by far the worst games being made in production today. I'm not saying quality. I'm not saying... I am saying gameplay. I am saying right. theme integration. I'm saying artwork. They're just... They're rough. Yeah. And... and it breaks my heart because like, I know I have a friend that loves Thunderbirds, right? Mm-hmm. That was their show growing up and they loved it so much so that like, it's just been a part of their life, their whole life. So when a Thunderbirds came out, it's one of the reasons it got them into pinball and they went and played it and just was so mad at the disrespect of. I think theme. it's, I think it's lazy. I, I, th- I think that's what it comes down to. It's no, the, he said it's the disrespect of the of the property. Yeah, just be, being that lazy shows that you're not caring for that property, like someone that has grown up with these. Like this wouldn't fly if Stern was like, "We no. made Avengers, and this came out." What, what these games? See, I will say that Thunderbirds. It looks like in the homebrew section at Expo, Mm -hmm. the people who have a passion for a theme and typically they're they're rough. Like the the I I, I respect what they've done. I haven't made a pinball machine myself and I respect how difficult it is, but it still feels like it's a, a fan fiction product. It's not ready for publication. So when you look at Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds feels like I should earn a gumball at the end of the drain. Yeah. You know, it's like a novelty game. That's what it looks like. This is Spinal Tap. It looks, looks okay. And it has, it looks I, like a, it looks like a very generic play field. I agree with you. Spinal Tap does feel like a home brew. Right. I though, would say that Thunderbirds is so bad. It is an insult to say that it looks like a homebrew because I have played multiple homebrews at Chicago and at Texas. Yeah. And those people, I would hire one of those people to design your game before I told you to release what they did for Thunderbirds. So the, the challenge is, I don't know if someone playing this would say, I I love it enough to, 
are you going to get people buying these games after they play it or are is it an impulse buy for a a whale person who just has a dream theme and has a game room yeah that's pretty much what it comes down to mm-hmm. but it just it's it stinks because like we know people that work in the industry that have wells that buy from their company right, right. and mm-hmm. they buy they'll call up and buy 10 machines at once because they got the money yeah they, I, but they'll I, say what you got in stock and they'll buy arcade and pinball they don't care it just i, I would be surprised though I, I it just seems that he's intentionally okay the point of this is he's pretty relevant on the pinball landscape right and so you know when someone comes out and just starts like flame throwing to get attention like robert mueller maybe i, I would say that when i listened to the interview there were elements of someone who is very self-confident and very sure that they have all the answers. And anytime something didn't work out, it was because it was punitive on regulations, government, whatever. Yeah. And every version of anything that he talked about, it made him sound really good yeah. and other people sound really bad or vindictive. So I, it's, it's a very dangerous personality mix that if you have, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. This guy was so far away from the line. The line didn't exist. That's true. Like he was so far into the arrogant narcissism that I, it was hard. If I were in a room with this guy, I probably would just kind of walk away or just wait for the train wreck. Yeah. Because nothing that, nothing that he was saying seemed to be making sense. Like he's okay. Should we get into the USB thing? Like, yeah, go for we, it. We've been updating games through USB since when? Dennis Creasel had said it, the invention of it was in 1996. Okay, but when, like, in, uh, okay, Simpsons, I know, has a chip, okay? Yeah, the EEPROM. So, yeah. So at some point between that and Pirates of the Caribbean, because I at have least, that stern one. At so, least since Spike won games. Yeah, which okay, is so 15, 16 years? At least, yeah. Yeah, and so this is not new technology. Well, it's not just Stern, it's JJP. Yeah. It's well, JJP has their own issues about updating games. I, I like my Wizard of Oz, that was kind of a pain to update my game. So I will say that there's still yes, USB though, right? Yeah, it's it took me a while to figure it out. <laughs> but K okay, Stern has the it ha, they have it down. It is very it, it it's very streamlined. And any respectable engineer can retro engineer something if you give them a product they can say i can figure out how that works and i can just replicate it okay so if you're saying that you are an amazing engineer and these experts in the field can't figure out something that stern has been doing for 18 years that makes me question your expertise a little bit and when you find someone who can do it for for chips and a sandwich that you're not getting top-notch talent no i'm sorry that you're not and so that's not a professional thing 
And to claim that to claim that all the experts out, the so-called experts out there couldn't figure it out, that makes me question your ability to assess what an expert is. Well, not only that, like to say that motherboards will fail within a couple of years. I'm okay. sorry. Show me the Valley bodies. Williams. Show, show me the bodies. Show me ever all the games that are put out to the curb after three years. Then that means everything made. That means my my Avengers should have stopped working by yeah. now because it was well, made in I'll, 2020, and my World Cup soccer over there should mm -hmm. not not even exist because of the motherboards yeah. in it should be dead. My oldest game, uh, Black Rose. Okay, yeah, Black Rose, 1992-ish. Okay, so that's a 30-year-old game. Uh huh. Still working. My amazing Spider-Man from Gottlieb in 81. Mm -hmm. It was still working while I sold it. It had a motherboard. Mm -hmm. It just, so it, it seemed very strange. The positions he was taking, it was, it really smacked of, I'm smarter than everybody in the room. And I'm going to tell you that. I think, I think we should grant his wish. And these, these games aren't for us. So no one should support him. I, I am no, curious. None of us pinball people should right. support him. Sorry. Let me, let me rephrase okay, that. But he's coming to expo next year. That's yeah, what, what was up with that? Anyway. So I, I, I'm not catering to the pinball crowd, but I'm going to a pinball expo. In com in country X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z. In the so let me get this way. In the center You think America of... sucks so much to the well, point that you okay, won't I, say their name. Uh, yeah. And it. It seemed and, a very immature thing to do. It, and you don't business. sell to pin. You don't send sell to pinball people. Yet you're coming to a pinball convention yeah. in America to sell your product. Right. Get out of here. I I'm like, willing. I, I I'm sure I'll be at Pinball Expo. I will go up. I'll stand in line. I'll go and I'll play the game. Eventually, at some point, I will make it down to the Pinball Hall of Fame because it's about seven hours away. And I will give my own assessment of actually playing. Okay. So the only thing that I've commented on is his attitude, his business decisions, and how he comes across, which just seems bizarre. Okay. Compare him to someone who was really savvy with the media, Jersey Jack. Yeah. We're talking light years difference. Yep. Like you don't, you don't try to alienate people by criticizing them, by, by attacking them. If you're trying to actually sell things to them, then you should probably be more likable. Yeah. He's not like, or the, or the very least not tell the whole country that, that makes pinball machines is the highest economic mm -hmm. def demographic of the product you're making. Mm-hmm. To, that that we're so terrible you can't even say our name right. because of four people on PayPal. It, it, it seemed weird. But then did you notice that he that he turned and he said, actually, pen, uh, PayPal's fine now because if someone says anything, I immediately file a complaint and it goes to the ombudsman. Okay? So basically, yeah. he takes a very aggressive tactic as opposed to saying, okay, is this a valid complaint? Because that's what you should do as a business. Yeah, I agree. It's a valid complaint, but he just, he seems, according to the interview, that he just takes a very aggressive 
defensive thing. Now, there was another guy that we have talked about a lot that was a big talker that that had a flamethrower and started trying to throw haymakers at Stern. Yeah. How'd that turn out for him? Uh, he's sitting in a prison cell. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or he's at least, the very least, on house arrest because he still invested right. millions of dollars. Yeah. That, that was a con man. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that Mike is a con man. I'm not. No. I, because he's made a product. It, it's he, completely he's delivering different. the product. Yes. Yeah. It is completely different. However, there are a lot of attitudes that are very similar between yeah. the two. He is the guy that. When you go to your favorite sports team and set in the arena, he's yelling from the grandstands mm-hmm. at the, the number one athletes in the league that they suck, they're not doing it right, mm-hmm. and he could do it better. And I don't know if you ever saw this video, but in the UK, there was a there was a man harassing a female tennis player that he could do it better because he was <coughs> a man. So she finally said, come on, you come play. He had to put the skirt on, though. So he got down on the court, put on the skirt, started playing, and got his butt handed to him. Right. From a woman. Well, and, okay, because because you will. Any elite athlete. Yes. If I if I play tennis against anybody, if, if any elite athlete, uh, regardless of gender, I'm gonna get smoked. Basketball one hundred percent. Any elite athlete, basketball, I will get smoked. I am not an athlete, and I also am aware of that. Yes, exactly. And that's what I'm saying though. Like it, it doesn't matter about gender, it doesn't matter like you shouldn't disrespect someone for for something that they have trained in a high level mm-hmm. competitive state manufacturing state doesn't matter like it just i don't know this guy just like i said he was, too, he was too much too much too much too much and your games suck like they're not my cup of tea mm-hmm. which guess what i play pinball so it's not for me it's it, it's probably not for me too yeah it, it's not and it's not for all my friends that are in pinball mm-hmm. that they play pinball because of Either it's casually going through the exploration of the game because they mm-hmm. want to see the depth of the game and experience the feeling and the story and be immersed in that world. Or the people who are playing for score. Guess what? None of it's geared it, towards you. It does seem bizarre, though, because it's not like you find pinball machines in the 7-Eleven anymore. Yeah. You have to seek out pinball. Yeah. They're either at bars that cater to pinball or you're at home environment. Those are really the two... Occasionally you get like a, um, like a, what am I, what am I trying to say? Like a collect, like the, you know, the pinball collective or something where you pay 10 bucks and you go and you play as much as you want, you know, but still, that's a very, that's a, you're catering to a specific crowd. Yeah. People aren't going to bump into a pinball machine unless they want it. I agree. I like to keep things positive on the podcast. So I think this is probably the last time I talk about Haggis because it just gets under my skin. Or not Haggis. Sorry, the last time we talked about home pin. Sorry, Haggis. I apologize. Yeah. Um, You're nowhere near home pin. Okay, I will say I will keep it positive. I am positive that I am not interested in these products. I like that attitude. I did find it interesting, though, as I was at the Hall of Fame. I'm going to give a quick review of that. Okay. That he had all of home pins games, but he only had one jersey jack, which was Hobbit. Mm -hmm. He did have... A good amount of Sterns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Sterns. A lot of Sterns there. But it's like he didn't have any American games. He didn't have... I mean, it's kind of weird that he doesn't have these games in the Pinball Hall of Fame. It's an interesting location. It it feels very kind of a, a mix of 
uh, flea market where there's these games that are functional adjacent. Yeah. But they're not, you know, a lot, there's a lot of things that are off and I'm, I'm hoping that they could change their philosophy and maybe hire two or three full-time techs that just go through and make sure everything's ship shape. But it's difficult to uh, the way it's currently being managed to anticipate a long-term viability of it. I agree. And, and Tim Arnold is getting up there in age. Maybe he will sell it soon. I don't know. But that was, that was the problem about the pinball hall of fame is I got there the new location's amazing. It's it's great, great where it's located yeah. right there, right next to the airport. So when you're pulling in, the biggest thing you see from your airplane is the pinball. Yeah. At least half the games were turned off. At yeah, least. and I, I, I that just shows a staffing issue. Yeah. Like, like you're not, there are people that are not being hired and paid a wage to maintain the games. The biggest attraction, in my opinion, that's there is Pinball Circus. If you're not aware of Pinball Circus, there's it's been, only one. It's been two. There's two. Is there two or three? I thought there was three. I, I thought there was two. I thought there was one there and then one in a private collection. But it is also still a gimmick game. It like is I, a gimmick game. I played it once and I got to, you know, through the mouth of the clown at the top. Oh, yeah. The last two or three times I've been there, it's actually been down. Yeah, was it it's down? down? It's still down now. It was, you know, it was down a couple weeks ago from what I saw on Facebook. Going nuts, which there's only been ten in the world of those ever made. Mm-hmm. That one was down. I mean, a lot of right. just a lot of games were shut off. And yeah. here's the I, thing: now, it, it is I a three, by the way. I mean, it, it is, it is, it's not a business business. It is kind of a a charity type thing. Yeah, but maybe they need to transition. Maybe they need maybe. to transition to more of a for-profit enterprise. Well, and here's the thing too: is like you can go in there. I know that like people get ticked off when these games are turned off, but you're not paying an entrance fee. Yeah, it was cool to kind of go through and see some of the history there. Mm-hmm. And then Tim's got at least 200 games set up. Oh yeah, there, there's a lot. There is a ton of games in there, and there's arcade games and bubble hockey and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's really – I know that people complain that like, well, this place just sucks because you know half the games are turned off. They had a lot of Sterns that were on, mm-hmm. a lot of newer Sterns. I mean they had four Foo Fighters. They've got Batman 66. They've got Black Knight. I mean they just – they had a lot of games there. And so I didn't feel ripped off because I'm like, well, granted I've been in this hobby for over a de- – or almost a decade now. A lot of those games that were turned off, I just was like, oh, like – I'm not playing Black Knight 2000 today. Right. It's just, you know, and, and, but I get it. I get it. Like we had on Martin Gonzalez and he's like, it just stinks when you're new into this hobby and you're so excited and you find finally find a place that has that game and you get there and it's turned off because it's broken. Mm-hmm. So I do feel for those people that specifically go to the pinball hall of fame and that their games turned off that they want to play. Right. I would say that it has the most name recognition of, of all the locate the destination locations. Yeah. People at least would recognize or know that a lot of people ask me, Hey, have you been to the pinball hall thing? Cause they went to Vegas and they saw a big sign, yeah. but there are, there are definitely other places that are, um, more well-maintained and that's not really a knock on Tim. I, I hope that, 
the the business philosophy adjusts for yeah. what the, the demand is. I do find it interesting though. There was one thing that kind of almost gave me a heart attack. So we were pulling out. We thought we saw a cat up on the Pinball Hall of Fame sign pretty far up. Mm. Uh, it was on the letter B. And so we we stopped and we got out to see what we could do. And we realized it's a fake cat that they've put on <laughs> the letter B for some odd reason just to hang out up there. Oh, and it's like the size of an actual cat. It's not like something that's. Oh, wow. It's okay. I, I took a picture because I was like, what the heck? But yeah. Um, overall, like I said, Pinball Hall of Fame, if you're in Vegas, you have some time to kill. I still recommend it. There's yeah, still, still some go. great games there. I still go. There's a lot of good history there. Just just know, don't be disappointed. Whatever happened to, they built that place. And it wasn't even like a year later that they were. They said that part of their property was encroaching on well, another property. they didn't say that. I think that that was a post that they gotcha. said it, it was, they, they missed it by like nine feet or something like that. I I I don't know. Everything I, around that place, though, has been demolished. It's literally just the Pinball Hall of Fame right there yeah. now. So it's and now I will say it's not also the best part of the strip. Like we walked there after a football game and we decided this wasn't the best idea. Yeah. So that's uh, just it's not it's not terrible, but I would just drive. Yeah. I mean, the parking lot's fine. Definitely. So. All right. Let's move on to what else we got on this list. We got a couple minutes left. Yep. Well, we got Queen. Queen. So Queen dropped their price. They were originally $92.99. Mm-hmm. And they've dropped it to $89.99. Why do you think that is, Scott? Um, I think it's to get below a certain price point to help move things. I, I agree. I, I, it's, uh, Queen is a better integration than some of the dream themes that we have seen and yeah. we've talked about. It's still not a game that I would be interested in buying. I agree. Just because I have other alternatives that I enjoy playing more, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, so it it's a smart thing move it, if you want to. Do you try think it to... plays into that psychology though of well, it's technically under nine thousand dollars. Yes, people absolutely. No, and they do that all the time. They do that with gas. Where they say, "Hey, gas is three fifty nine, ninety nine point nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Of, co- of course, and there, there, nothing's a hundred dollars. It's ninety nine, ninety five. Exactly. You know? So, so yeah. So there is that. I didn't even tell you why I was in Vegas. Yeah, I went down there to the Punk Rock Museum that just opened up. I don't know if any of you like punk rock out there, but it goes from the decades of the sixties when it first was introduced, all the way up through to now. Uh, it seems like it kind of stalls out around the uh, mid two thousands, late two mm-hmm. thousands. Nothing wrong with that, but it, it was really cool. I got a guided tour with Dave Bashk of Sum Forty One. That is a pinball machine I would like to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, but yeah, it was it was a really amazing experience, and I'd highly recommend it. The guided tour, hanging out with two and a half hours, the guy that inspired me to pick up the guitar. So it was cool to have. Uh, it was very. I mean, the group was small and we had maybe 10 people in our group and it was just seeing the history of like the Ramones and they had their jackets there and, and black flag and just all those old school punk rock bands. It was really weird though, to see flea from red hot chili peppers. He was a band called fear. Mm -hmm. That was a punk rock band before red hot chili peppers and his stuff was in there for them, but not for red hot chili peppers. There's no, well, red hot's more of a funk band, but yeah, true. But they did have some punk elements to them, Mm -hmm. but it was funny because like 
Motorhead was in there. One of the one of the people was trying to like argue they're not really punk rock, and I'm like, have you listened to Ace of Spades? Like it's high octane. Yeah, vocals are grungy. Like it's just it's it's punk to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I highly recommend it. if you're in Vegas, check out they they have different people from different bands. the The schedule is about a month out in advance. You can just check it out on their website. Definitely go to the punk rock museum if that is your cup of tea so yeah a lot of people were shocked like billy idol was in the punk rock hall, hall of fame and well yeah Blondie because... and joan jets and the black hearts yeah. and yeah they are yeah, yeah they're they're punk so rumors are revving up end of this month 23rd comic-con starts up and stern supposedly has a booth at comic-con along with uh the artist of is ozzy gonna them. be there again I think Ozzy, something like that. I don't know. You can check out all the details on now. I I am going to clarify some things that some people have said. They said that Todd Mar- Todd McFarlane invented Venom. That okay? That's not true. Venom's actually been a character in Marvel for a long time, but yeah. Todd McFarlane got his name out there for being a Spider-Man artist. Yeah, and. He did the Spider-Man comic. He actually got his own comic book that was named just Spider-Man because he his art sells. Yeah. And so I, obviously he knows how to dry, draw spiders. He knows how to draw Spider-Man characters, including Venom. And so that definitely makes sense because he left Marvel to make Spawn. That's actually Spawn is his own property. So that's okay. that's where that came from. He actually left with the creator of Deadpool, Rob Liefeld. They actually went. Wolf. They started Image Comet. Image Comet Comics. Comics. Okay. I don't, that was right back in the '90s when comics were had a huge rise in collectability. Yeah, I, I think it's it's tapered down a lot since then. Yeah, but yeah, I and mean, obviously he's he's involved in the project because there's zero reason why Todd McFarlane should be there unless he's associated with a stern release. They're only stern release that it's, it, it's the worst kept secret venom. Yeah. And obviously Ozzy's going to be involved because there's no other reason why Ozzy would, would have been there last year. So there has been rumors that this isn't actually venom, that the next release is a remake. I just no I have a hard time believing that they're no going to do a remake in between now and a venom release. They obviously pushed Venom back for some reason. Yeah. So I'm not sure why, because it takes a long time to schedule, you know, people who have a very full schedule, including Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And so something significant must have happened to readjust the schedule. We'll have to ask when uh, it finally comes out and see if we can get any. If we can get anything, because a lot of times they just don't, they don't share, but maybe it's obviously stuff beyond their control. It's, it's the same thing as when we talked about, well, Stern apparently dropped the ball when it comes to Harry Potter. Well, okay, maybe, but I, I always ask, what do they know that we don't know? And what, what were the, what were some conditions or some situations that they thought may not work for their business because that it's a business decision. So 
obviously something that wasn't working for the timeline is why they pushed it back. But they pushed it back to release in the comic book venue, you know, Comic-Con. Well, and so the rumors are right now, Mm -hmm. there's a cornerstone at the end of this month. And then there's another game looking to be released in December. And they're speculating because George Gomez said there's only two cornerstones coming out this year, shipping this year. Yeah. And there's so a lot of people are speculating in December it is a remake. Uh, as far as rumors go, I'm trying to think of how much we can say here, but there, my understanding, there will be something shown in December but not ship till the beginning of next year. Yeah, and that's not uncommon. No, it's and not that, uncommon. That's not uncommon for them to to release. I mean, they, they have done that before. But that means you could still technically have three cornerstones this year, but only it be two because you're technically showing the third one in December. Does that hey, make do sense? You think, do you think that George cares at all about timelines? Like, oh, you know, stick, he is tied to, to it. Sticking to two releases versus three releases. He's I, 100% tied to it. <laughs> they, yeah. And this it's it's almost like they sacrificed their firstborn on this promise that they're only going to. Basically, he was talking that they are modifying their production schedule because yeah. of because of manufacturing issues this wasn't design issues this was manufacturing issues that they were having so if they start like there there's no switch that says okay so we we can only do two this year now let's crank it up and do three next year you know if the if the lag time was you know four four months between schedule and it was six months and now they dropped it to five months sure fine i I also don't understand why Rush doesn't seem to be on the manufacturing anymore. There seems to be still a lot of demand for Rush. Yep. So I don't understand that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they released it because who who cares about an interview he did? I mean, he he throws out things like, "Yeah, we're probably going to remake Stranger Things," and then they had to come out and say, uh, "We we're not planning on doing that right now, but it's a good idea." Well, what's funny too is like he announced last year and it, it weirds me out because we focus on such the weirdest things and we announced this last year. Like I'm surprised Nap Arcade hasn't ran this or you can go back and watch the footage, but George Gomez announced last year a Spike 3 was coming soon. Yeah. You know? Well, of the, course, but of course it is. It's like saying Nintendo saying, hey, we have the next console in development. I agree, uh, but is of it course just not do. as... It's not as appealing. Like, is mm. it not? I don't know. It just makes me chuckle some of the stuff that we focus on. But do you think it's been five years since we've had a vault? The last vault that's ever happened was Star Trek, and they called it like the final voyage, or right? Something like that. Yeah. And, and it's been five years. Do you really think we get a vault? Because I keep hearing that we're going to get a vault at some point in time. I see. I don't know. Let, okay. So let's walk through the reasons for a vault. So why typically do they make vaults to fill a gap in the line, to fill a gap opinion. in the line? Okay. Have there been any gaps? No. So th- that's my first question is like, okay, a vault. Why would you do it? Do you need to throw out a hundred of these? Now, 
how how much development do you have to do to make a vault viable? If you go back to something like Tron, which has a lot of demand out there, that would be a pretty easy one to vault because I don't think you have to do much to change Tron out there. I agree. So that would be something quick and easy. And you could, you could probably spit out 500 to a thousand of them quite easily. Um, Once you start getting farther back, there's going to be questions. Okay. Are you going in Metallica is kind of in that same era. If you want to do a Metallica one, but they they also made a billion Metallica games out there. So well, if you, too. we're hearing that the vaults is Metallica, well, if you, okay. other people are saying it's like stranger things and I, I think stranger things seems more likely that because they, they cut it so short because of the lukewarm reception. Um, I mean, it's still pretty similar to attack from Mars, which is a well received game. So it's, it, it's, you know, not surprising that Stranger Things turned out to be a fun game too. Yeah. So you could do that. Uh, Metallica, I don't know. I'm still skeptical on the Metallica rumor because. But you know what's funny about that rumor? Because do you remember this? We had a listener yeah. of the show reach yeah, we out. Did. We did. And, and ask, like, do you know what the next vault is? And I'm like, we don't have a clue. No idea. Like, yeah. We don't. But the interesting part is they were claiming that someone that they knew that worked for Stern. Mm-hmm had told them Metallica was the next vault. And because of the price that Metallica's were going for, he should sell his Metallica. So that way he could. And and I think that we said that that was, I actually said, yeah, you should sell because you can get a crazy price for it. Yeah. But the, so yeah, you could do. So the easy ones that you can make, and you can make stranger things. You can make Metallica because there's still, people will still buy Metallica but Tron, I think, makes a lot more sense. But there, you need to look at license availability. Like Stranger Things is still going on. Yeah, Tron is kind of dead in the water right now, except for they have the the new light cycle ride at uh, Disneyland. Yeah. So that so that's the only reason. There's a new why Tron it, movie coming out, though. It, is that because it's been in development for a long time? Is it actually going forward? Yeah, it got the green light. I think it releases here in the next year or two. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it was finally greenlit. Okay. Now I, you're going to be looking. This I, up. I am looking it up. So <laughs> because I, I mean, there was like, like, there was like some, you said, though, does it make sense to vault a game right now when the whole line, yeah. especially where they're moving factory and you've got two, possibly three cornerstones this year. And lineup wise, Tron Aries. Are you kidding me? 2025. See? Okay. 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 Does it make sense? So between a mute move, With Jared Leto, <laughs> you have venom. Okay. Rumored coming out the end of the month. Yeah. yeah. And then do you really have time for a vault? And if Eddie's next yeah. and danger was last yeah. and Borg was before that, that means Elwin is up to bat. Do you really want to release a vault and then release an Elwin? Like, yeah. okay, d- d- maybe that may that's the reason to have a vault come out because it's like, well, if we release an Elwin, there's no reason to release a vault for the next, yeah, at least eight months. Okay, so this actually gets into. We've heard there are a lot of people who are really excited for the release, the announcement in December, January. Okay. Yes. We've heard people are like, 
this is going to be big. I'm super excited. Okay. I've said this before. What's the one license right now that would sell a billion games and is could go any in any family uh, arcade would have this thing and it just released a movie that made billions super mario brothers absolutely like like if, if you had the choice of doing harry potter or super mario brothers right now you would do super mario brothers yeah you would because i agree if they are super excited and so confident to say well what do you want to do so I actually, I actually texted Zach and I said, Hey, I know this is, to- this is my total speculation, but if Elwin is doing super Mario brothers, I want an Ellie. It would sell a boatload. Yeah. I'd want an Ellie as well. Yeah. And I don't it, believe in Ellie's. Yeah. No, no question whatsoever. It so, wouldn't leave the house. Yeah. Would you. Vault so, floor. so like, what is the advantage of doing a vault other than just like, Hey, you can sell more games. Guess what? You can sell more games of Rush. You can sell more games of Foo Fighters. You can sell more games of almost anything that you are making right now. Yeah. So why muddy the water or even complicate things to even go after these extra things? It's true. So I, I would be very surprised if it's a vault. I, I really would. I, I, and this is me just talking like I'm trying to look at it from I would love vaults. Like the vaults, if you made a uh, Lord of the Rings vault, I would have to buy one. How about this? Let's say it is Venom in two weeks, but it's a vault. It's a remake of what? Of Spider-Man. You'd be getting your vault plus your cornerstone kind of thing. It's like Batman 66. I would be I would be shocked. Uh? Yeah, okay, but I would be shocked because they already did a comic version of Spider-Man Vault. Yeah. And they did so, do an update with the DMD or with a with an LCD. Yeah, but why? I mean, why? It's okay, that that would be definitely playing we're we're going through the uh, the wormhole on that one. <laughs> I agree with you though, Super Mario Brothers. And it was funny cuz I can't remember which I, I listened to the pinball show sure, and they, they went over this being super Mario brothers, the likelihood of it not being made because Nintendo owns the license and they own arcade games. And they, if, if they were going to make it, they make it themselves. I think mm, right now, no. I think right Nintendo now, didn't make the movie. No, they didn't. But that's the thing. Nintendo is getting more and more loose with their licenses. Yeah. It used to be, they used to, <laughs> did you know, there was an adult film made of the Super Mario Brothers in the 80s, and Nintendo did not want it distributed, so they bought up the rights to it to shut it down. That's how tight they were with their licenses, which wow. they wanted they had an image they didn't want to maintain. I don't I don't blame it. If you're going family friendly, you want to maintain that image. But my point being is this if you've ever played uh Cadence of Hyrule. That is based off of a rhythm action game. They did it as... I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> it is, if you haven't checked out this game, it is amazing. It is okay. top-down, old-school Zelda. What's a rhythm action game? It, it started It started its own genre. So it's top-down Zelda, right? Like, remember yeah. Link to the Past yeah. or... Okay, but Link to the Past, that was Zelda 2. And so you had a side scroll in that addition was Zelda to 4. the top. Nope, nope, nope. 
uh, sorry, Adventures of Link. What is the Adventure it? of Link was Zelda Two. Yeah, so that's was on the, the one that was like a top down, and then it had a side scrolling thing. Yeah, it was a weird. Correct. One. Yeah. So I'm talking Link Pass that was on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. So Link to the Past. So imagine that, but there's music playing, and you move on the beat to get your combo higher. Like a and Dance Dance Revolution. Kind of, but you, you're still playing. But it, I don't know how to exactly explain this. You, you're moving on the beat, and you get rewarded for being on the beat. You're mm. still playing Zelda, but you're you're moving to the rhythm of the music. Mm. It sounds kind of goofy, but Nintendo took a chance because this was also this the original game was called Crypt of the Necro Dancer, mm-hmm. and they took a chance and said, "Okay, we will give you the assets for Zelda, which is arguably their." biggest selling license at the moment was selling it's the fastest selling game for modern game right now like it it, it blew away god of war it blew away pokemon mm. it, it just zelda's tears of the kingdom has just demolished yeah. everything in its path yeah. right I believe so zelda's it. pretty big right so why would they benefit at all by making a, a random subgenre game that has no blip on the map Besides the fact that like they're taking trust uh, of this company, this indie company, and saying, hey, you can use our product. If you make a good product, we'll release it. Yeah. They're doing that more and more. So why wouldn't they let Stern make a pinball machine? They yeah. want the quality, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. And and if you, you know want Stern volume, would bring quality. Yeah, if you want volume, if you want quality, you're, you would approach Stern. Yeah. You would. And so that's why I'm like, I think... Nintendo, the only games they really produce arcade-wise is the Mario Kart games. Like, last time you went to an arcade, what what have you seen in there from Nintendo? It's always Mario Kart for me because that's their top-selling arcade game. Yeah, it's... uh, So I could understand if it was Mario Kart. It's all Roth Thrills, but... True. But I would understand if it was Mario Kart, but this is Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I I I think... I, I, I still would die on the... They should do it. I guess I'll put it that way. One hundred percent. If they haven't considered it, they should do it. It would be arguably the the best selling modern game mm-hmm. by far. Yeah, uh, um, I, I guarantee that Godzilla holds that right now. I know we don't have numbers, but oh, based yeah, off yeah, the, they're still selling a boatload of those. Based off the runs and based off what we know, how much they make a week. Which you can take the math. We're we're going to do public math right now, right? Mm-hmm. Ellie's they make how many Ellie's? They make a thousand now, right? They make a thousand, thousand, and they're able to pump out Ellie's. It takes two weeks to pump out all mm-hmm. the Ellie's, and that's still with other lines running other games. So you're yeah. still you're like you're running probably about a thousand games, if not more, a week. Mm-hmm. You times that by four, that's four thousand games a, a month. You times mm-hmm. that by twelve, they're roughly putting out about forty eight thousand games a year. Yeah, and if if you're doing two to three to four runs of Godzilla a year. I mean, it's not hard to make the math really quick. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You're, you're at least the very least double digits mm-hmm. in Godzilla right now. Godzilla not certainly double. has the opportunity to, um, I don't want to say eclipse, but basically set a new benchmark for a modern game. Yeah. Sorry. I said that wrong. Not, not double digits, five figures. I right. bet you they're over 10,000 right now. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like I, and who knows? Maybe Stern would announce if they ended up starting knocking on that fifteen thousand, twenty thousand mark. I think they should. If if it, so, mm-hmm. here's the thing. So we we've been talking about 
you know, we talked about Spirit of 76, and which did not have more than Adam's family. I found that out. Mm-hmm. But I have been looking, I found Rock Ola, which used to be the old jukebox company. They made pinball machines back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. They have one called World. No, sorry, not World Series. World Series is up there. It has 50,000 units made. Yeah. But but Jigsaw has over 70,000 units made, produced. Mm-hmm. And so that that's pretty insane. But then again, the game was half the size, no flippers. Right. You have to take a lot into account. But my point being cheaper. Is, is cheaper. You know, we always talk about these these numbers. And anywho. It's, I will say, it's the same as athletes. Like, I really hate when, t- when people talk about greatest of all time. I'm, I, I say it, it really doesn't fit. You have to say greatest of their era because in that era, it's a different game than what it what was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And so they're competing against, they are, they're the genetic equals in athletic talent. Yeah. And they surpassed all of the, people of their generation so that that's why it 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 doesn't really translate from like the 1950s basketball to now just wouldn't wouldn't do it well and and technique and everything has changed since Mm -hmm. then too the bar has been changed the rules have been changed and and if i still don't but if you're gonna go lebron jordan i'm still gonna pick jordan over lebron oh i would sorry i would that's just me i I would also consider bill russell Bill Russell yeah. has 11, <laughs> but it, it was a different game and a different era. Well, so, like our boy, John Stockton from the Utah jazz, he holds so many records and a mm-hmm. lot of those records will never be broken. Yeah, z- I, I don't mind zero rings. Ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, zero rings, but I don't, I, I would not fight you and saying that like John Stockton was the greatest of his time because he still holds those records that mm-hmm. haven't been broken. And they even said like for LeBron to, to break his stealing record, it would still take like every game, playing every game, getting like 20 steals per game for the next seven seasons yeah. or something like that. It's insane. I, if you've <laughs> never checked out John Stockton's stats, they are insane. He missed was it 38 I, games over 12 seasons. Yeah, the guy was a machine. I, I will oh, say machine. I loved when, when uh, Jokic was told that he had like a crazy amount of triple doubles. And he asked, he's like, how many did, how, how many did Shaq have? And I think he was legitimately asking. Yeah. And Shaq's, Shaq's had, had such a great line. He's like, well, big honey, I never passed the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So like, I oh. will agree, though, that Lionel Messi is probably one of the goats right now. Yeah, sure. I, and, and you could you could argue that. I, I'm just saying that, you know, the, the greatest of the era. So right now, I would say the greatest of the era is probably Godzilla yep. for the for the, uh, you know, for the easily foreseeable past. Because it has, it found the secret sauce of being accessible to entry level players and elite players. Yep, it's it's definitely the game that has raised the bar for the whole industry, mm-hmm. and hopefully influences pinball for generations to come. Because I think that this is the right direction. It's weird to play Godzilla and then like I got Iron Maiden and Iron Maiden's a great game, mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting to see how polished and in depth Godzilla is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Iron Maiden isn't, but like I owned Guardians and Guardians was a good game. Don't get me wrong, but you can feel the transition. Oh yeah, between 
and Guardians and Godzilla are not even five years apart. Yeah. And the I funny mean, thing is I'm looking at your screen and three of the four games I can see are L1 games. Yeah. And, and I do have the Ninja Turtles arcade here. I saw that. And, and Foo Fighters is going in its spot, mm. which comes this month. But even then, it's like Foo Fighters leave if, if L1 does. Yeah release another game by the end of the year it's just i i find that l1 games are the best for the home environment they don't are. get me wrong yeah. i appreciate deadpool i appreciate guardians i appreciate yeah. mandalorian but i would rather play those on location and go enjoy them on location mm-hmm. than spend the money have the headache of do i sell this when mm-hmm. do i sell it now i'm selling it now i'm getting low-balled because someone's offering me half <laughs> <laughs> that person's never going to get let down. You know that. Like, I have a family crisis. Can you take like five hundred dollars off? Yeah. 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 My mother's dying. Can you take like fifteen hundred dollars off? Okay. True story. That actually happened. That happened <laughs> which was me. just unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it on that note. Big fan of Godzilla. Yeah. So, okay, but you did put you did put something in here that I do want to talk about. Okay, let's go for it really quick. Stern has the Masters of the Universe license. Yeah, that's what that's what Knapp Arcade. Jason Knapp has been on fire lately, dude. Like, where do you get these rumors? And and it's funny because I had okay, good or bad theme. Good. Why not? Ish, maybe. Like, okay, I. I, Does it do better or worse than Ninja Turtles? Because it's the same era. It's eighties cartoons. It is the same era. I would say the the turtles have more current cool cachet like, some yeah. relevance yeah uh, i did surprisingly uh, i was on call over the weekend and this is even before the rumor came out i actually watched the show that uh, kevin smith did on netflix okay okay and it was interesting and i i saw wow this feels very much like the the cartoon but better than i watched as a kid yeah okay and I was like, okay, well, this is, it's actually really well done. And I even had like the action figures as a kid, you know, and I had Castle Grayskull and all that. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's not a theme that I connect with anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so like turtles, I can still kind of like, okay, like it takes me back. This one, it just feels like that was an era that for a couple of years, it was really big. And they sold a lot of toys and then everybody moved on. And it's funny because I don't think He-Man's still relevant, but for some odd reason, Skeletor is. There's so many Skeletor memes and like Well, it's usually the know. laughing meme. Yeah. 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 Or the like highly like weird philosophy memes. And yeah. I don't know. So but I agree with you. I don't, I don't it, if they make it, I think there are I think it will sell. Yeah. To a certain demographic. I also think there are other themes that would sell more on theme alone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. Okay. Once, once again, I think I, yeah, I'm not much for a He-Man game. I'd have to, I'd have to play it kind of thing. Right. And I, okay. To be fair, I said, I'm not interested in the Godzilla theme. Yeah. And I still am not like, it's not a theme that I love, but it's, it's a fun campy theme that has worked out fabulously. 
you know what's funny is we did a joke. So the the second interview we did with Keith was it second or third? Um, yeah, where right. we we floated it out there like what some of the what would be the worst theme for pinball? Right, because we didn't tell anyone that Ellen was coming on, and we got some of the funniest mm-hmm. themes, and and we read them off to Elwood, and some of them include like C-SPAN, <laughs> so like the government general that watches Congress, yeah, and and he picked out laundry day mm-hmm. and started explaining like the mechs he would put in there and the rules, and the rules. Yeah. And, and we were kind of blown away. And what's funny is we actually have people that still message us to this day that say we would actually like a laundry day pinball. <laughs> if Ellen was making, he, 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 yeah, he is. Um, yeah. What's the fairy tale where they, str- they spin straw into gold. Oh, but, and the, the Godzilla is the perfect example of spinning straw into gold. Yeah. And it's alchemy. Yeah. So, cause Godzilla, you got to admit it was not right. Godzilla was a, a, a C list, maybe D list te- uh, theme. Just cause even the new movies have been alone. fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're a popcorn movie. Yeah. They're I, not I'm glad dining. they actually went with the, the campy uh, rubber suit uh, fighting guys. Yeah. Which by the way, if you're looking to make a new pinball machine, Apparently, Alien is the new meta, too. You've got Aliens and Godzilla. You've got Aliens and Foo Fighters. You've got Galactic for it's about aliens. Mm-hmm. You've got Space Hunts about aliens. You've got, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, Godfather is the only one that stepped out of that <laughs> equation at this point. Okay, what it reminds me, though, do you remember that the kids show Bolt? When the yes. pi- pigeons come up and yes. they're like, hey, hey, we, we got a great idea. Okay, wait, wait for it. Wait, wait for, for it. it. Wait for it. Aliens. <laughs> oh, snap. Aliens, yeah, there it is, and then and then they show at the end of the yeah, aliens show up, yeah, aliens show up and adopt the girl, and they turn off the TV. Realistic, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yep. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. That is a great note to end on. We're gonna end it there. If you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. Which we have not released a video on that. Wow. YouTube. I know we I figure we get the name. All at loser kid pinball. So if you want to find us, follow us that way. Or just shoot us a message on Messenger between Josh Roop or Scott Larson. If you're not friends with a bunch of pinball people, it might be a little bit harder to find us because Scott Larson's kind of a generic name. Josh Roop isn't. It's not. R O O P is is very different. But yeah, get a hold of us that way. Give us the last thought, Scott. You know what? I am super excited, and please, Stern, make Super Mario Brothers work.
Begin or the end of